Good morning to all. Welcome back to a new year of the podcast named In the Know. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. I like that. We have a brand new intro. Anders Clark <laughs> has been working diligently on this. When he said, like, to all, I thought he was going to say, and to all, oh, a good, good night. night. <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. It kind of had a Christmassy feel it to it in it some ways. Which is appropriate, right? Yeah, we just got through there. He's still going through it himself. It's great. So, Well, the uh, guy just got married. He's come back from his honeymoon. He's just... A lot of life has been happening. A lot happening. of delight in this young man. Yep. He's having a good time there. Went to Huntington Beach on his honeymoon. Got in the ocean for probably, what, 10 seconds, maybe? Three, Three seconds. seconds. So, wow. Yeah. Really lived it up there. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, we, uh, we are back. And as Anders said so beautifully, it is a new year and we are excited to be here today. Uh, so I'm Matt Cobb and I'm joined as per usual uh, with the one, the only Nate Wright. Nate, how goes it? Well, you know, I've been crooked for a couple of days. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that is not... You are I'm a not crooked joking, man. People, I have been crooked. My my family has been mocking me at night, trying to imitate me walking like I'm hunched over. I think I need a cane. I have a cane. If you, you do, I do. From yeah. that one time where I fell off the stage oh, on yeah. the side. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because Lori, you know, as we introduced him Sunday as our new he, associate pastor of care, if you're not aware, yeah, uh, nearly tripped falling up the stairs. He almost that needed really bad. He almost needed care himself. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Well, lots of laughs. We're excited. We're back. Uh, you know, in all honesty, you think about it from November and December, just the last two months of the year, were just oh, so crazy. And uh, I was in India for some of it. You know, we were it was just, me and Andy holding down the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you guys did a podcast. I'm sorry I didn't listen to it yet, but I need to. So I'm glad we're back. It feels like it this, is. this is a good week. We're yeah, kind of getting into normalcy. Yes. I mean, Sunday had a little more normalcy than it had. It did. Had lately. So that <laughs> yeah. was good. Yeah, that was, was encouraging. Great. Well, and I think that gets us kind of into this, Nate, of we're wanting to, as we get into 2021, I think people are wanting normalcy and they want yeah. routine. It's it's nice, you know, when you think about Thanksgiving, you think about Christmas. I mean, those are great times of year, but it, you do get out of some routines and you get, yes. you know, your schedules get a little overloaded or whatever. And you just kind of get to that point where you're like, okay. I need to reset. I need to think through what's important, and I want to. I want to focus on a few things. I think a lot of people do that this time of year, and in order to be successful with all those things that you're wanting to accomplish, a lot of it comes down to diligence and discipline. Yes. Um, and so, Nate, let's just walk through what those words mean, just so people mm-hmm. have an understanding of mm-hmm. what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. when I, I hear you use the word diligent a lot, yeah. what do you mean when you use that word? When I say diligent, I mean persistent mm-hmm. would be one of the synonyms of that. I mean, usually we relate working hard with diligent, mm-hmm. but how do you describe working hard? I mean, that's kind of a vague yeah, working hard. Very with subjective. Things. So I think of being persistent, mm-hmm. pursuing something doggedly. Mm. Yeah. Just going after it. Dogged diligence. Yeah. yeah. So the new book by Nate, Wright. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. Best seller poten- 2021. It's got potential. Yeah. So I just think of this, just this pursuit, this persistence, I mean, some would say not giving up, but mm-hmm. that sounds, that's a negative way of putting mm-hmm. it. I'm trying to put it more in like the, just going for it. Yeah. There's a zeal to it. Yeah. Zeal. Is, that's a great word. Uh, passion. I mean, that's an overused word. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stay with that. I right. think zeal is a very appropriate word. 
So then when we think about uh, the flip side, you know, we're talking about being diligent, but we're also then talking about a person who is disciplined. And yes. discipline is intentionality in a lot of yes. ways. Um, it's making the hard choice on a regular basis. Um, anything else you want to just throw in of kind of giving us a be better idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about discipline? I think discipline also steadfast. There's mm. something about just being steady. And sometimes we're so enamored with what's the latest and greatest and mm -hmm. just the disciplined person is steady they mm -hmm. just keep doing what they're supposed to do and they they're able to almost ignore the circumstances maybe around them mm -hmm. and not in a negative way i don't mean that negatively right they don't have their head in the sand but there's things that could distract them that they're able to push to the side yeah. and focus on what needs to be done right there's a focus to it and intentionality to it um so i wanted to bring this up today because i think a lot of people you know, 2021, new year, new you, that kind of stuff gets yeah. thrown out there all the time. That's, that's you know, worldly in so many ways. And then, you know, come late January or February, we've abandoned all hope. <laughs> Back to normal uh, yeah, or yeah, worse. Yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, I want to talk about it in the sense of spiritually being a mm. person who is um, persistent, diligent, yes. and a person who is disciplined. Um I, I know that not everybody gets to be around you with the same amount of time. There's certain people who maybe only see you on a Sunday morning. Um, I, I love that I get to be around you quite a bit. And I when I think about people who are spiritually diligent, spiritually disciplined, I, in, a, in a flattering way at all, but truly you are one of those guys I look at mm. and say, yeah, this guy, I would say he's marked by those things. So mm. in your own life, not as if it's you do these things perfectly, but yeah. um, what have been some of the things that maybe help you to be diligent and disciplined in a spiritual sense? Well, first, let's give credit where credit is due, the Lord. That's right. I mean, it's by the grace of God. That's right. I mean, I don't I don't take credit for, oh, man, I've, I have accomplished this or I've developed this right. on my own. I had some formula that I developed and did this. No, it's... It's by the grace of God. And that's that's hugely important to say. Oh, that, that's the ultimate right there. Yeah. It's by the grace and mercy of God. And I would say God in his grace and mercy gave me parents who trained me mm -hmm. in spiritual disciplines. Mm. And I think so when I think of maybe our audience where they didn't grow up in a godly home. Well, a lot of people say they grew up in a godly home. But my parents took seriously the spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. Not in a negative way. I think when we think serious, we think, oh, just lashing out and saying right. you got to do this no yeah. it wasn't that way right it was something that they, they fostered a love mm -hmm. for spiritual discipline whether that's prayer reading the scripture gathering with the saints to worship the lord yeah so i was blessed to grow up in a home where you know those spiritual disciplines were encouraged but not in a fashion that made them that made me resentful towards yeah them. it wasn't duty bound no it's because i think and here's why my parents loved doing those things mm. So when I saw their love for it, and I love my parents, it's like, well, if my parents love this, mm -hmm. I love them, there must be something to this. Mm -hmm. So I would say God in his grace, ultimately, through my parents, gave me a desire to be diligent in spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's where I would... The other thing I would say is this, is... And I don't know how to word this without sounding worldly, so I got to be careful yeah. here. But let me put it this way. As a new creation in Christ, we've been given new desires. Mm -hmm. Again, as a result of the grace of God. And a Christian can either sin or not sin. We can do what's right or do what's wrong. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't have that ability. We mm -hmm. only do what's wrong. We're getting quite doctrinal, by the way, this right now. This is good. But with those new desires, I mean, God's given me those new desires, and I want to act on those desires. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just, man, I have a desire to read God's word. I have a desire to pray. I have a desire to 
gather with the saints to worship the Lord. Right. And I don't always have a great desire. Sometimes my desire is waning. Right. But overall, throughout my life, I know people would say, well, I, I don't enjoy going to church. I just go because it's a commitment or I don't enjoy reading the Bible because, you know, whatever reason. But I do it just because I have to or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, I I don't know that. That doesn't sound to me like a new creation in Christ. A right. new creation in Christ has a desire for those things. That doesn't mean they always do them, mm-hmm. but they have a desire for them. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I mean, you were very kind in your words about me, about spiritual disciplines and diligence. But I would say, man, I, I have a hunger and thirst to do better in those areas, to mm-hmm. excel more in those areas for the glory of God, the salvation of sinners, and my own sanctification. Yeah, there's not a sense of arrival. No, I'm not even close. I mean, when you said those things, it was like, I'm thinking, man, I... I want to be so much more diligent mm-hmm. in spiritual disciplines. I want to pray more. The more I see the persecuted church around the world, it's like, look at that, mm-hmm. especially based on Matthew chapter 10, which we're yeah. going through. It's like, man, I want to pray like my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, and that's a great perspective to have is just to think, my goodness, there are brothers and sisters around the world who, I mean, they, their context has made it where uh, life is not easy for them, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what they have is Christ. I mean, they, yeah. they cling to the scriptures. They, they want to study the word when they can. They want to meet with people of God yeah. when they can. Like, it's a privilege. All, these things are all just—you've used the word. It's grace. I mean, those, yeah. those are just— sweet gifts you know that we get to enjoy and i think to me that's one part you brought up is it's not duty bound when we think about spiritual diligence spiritual discipline it's not duty bound but i I mean i think for me in my life when when things changed uh in in my own you know spiritual walk was when i began to see those things as sheer grace like the fact that i get to read a bible and have access to a bible and to have a study Bible that helps me understand passages and to have a place where I can be quiet and pray. Like all those little things, you start to add it up and you're like, my goodness, like I don't deserve any of this. This is amazing that I get to do this, you know, and that was a changer for me. No, as we talked before this podcast about, I mentioned, you know, pastors who are mm-hmm. persecuted in other nations. I get to wake up in a warm bed. Yep. I get to come to an office. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. Read the scriptures. I could go to a room and pray. I have this beautiful building to worship the Lord in with others. And yep. I'm just going, man, my, my brothers who preach God's word around the world, they don't have this. Yeah. They don't have it at all. So I, I have learned not to take that lightly. And I would say this, as I've taken it less lightly, I've become more diligent in those things. Mm-hmm. Saying, man, this is a privilege. Who knows how much longer I'll have the privilege in this fashion. Let me enjoy it as much as possible now. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. So getting us into 2021 specifically, mm-hmm. you know, at NBC, we have the Bible reading plan yes. that we've talked about now mm-hmm. a couple of different weeks. Um, I think this year's plan is designed for people who maybe in the past have tried to read portions of the Bible, but if they're really honest, they've just never done it. Yes. They've never, they've never even read one whole gospel. They've never read maybe a book of the Bible. That's more than, you know, one of the letters kind of thing, you know, Uh, it's designed for a person who is wanting to take that next step in, in reading the scriptures and being taking that more seriously. So what are some helps for people who are new to this, who maybe this is the first time they're saying, you know what? I'm going to take this serious in 2021. I want to read the New Testament. I've never done it. I want to do it this year. What will help them? Well, what I'm about to say is going against the flow of our culture. (laughs) And people may not like it. Get rid of the technology for at least some time so you can focus. Mm -hmm. I think people have their phones next to them. They have their computers next to them. 
there's always that temptation when your phone rings yep. t- during prayer or scripture to answer that phone or you yep. hear something on your computer, you check your computer. Yep. It's just take the time to move those things, to put them aside. Maybe you need to put your Bible. I know this sounds silly almost, but put your Bible in a certain spot where you're going to see it. Right. And you're going to take the opportunity to read it, to yes. dive into it. And yeah, I just, the more, I know we're kind of talking about a persecution theme here also, but the more I study persecution, it's God's word that the Lord used to strengthen them during persecution. Yes. it's God's word is what he uses to help his people in any suffering. You know, so mm-hmm. I just think, man, let's have God's word in our heart, mm-hmm. in our minds. Let's saturate ourselves with it. So I'm not saying technology is bad. That's not what I'm saying. But don't allow it to prevent you from something which is better. Sure. It can compete. Yes. It's definitely competing. It doesn't have to. Right. But it normally does. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would love what you said. Find a quiet place. Mm -hmm. Find a place as much as possible. Now, some for for some people, that's going to be really hard. It may be your car. That's right. That may be your car. It can be. But here's the thing. Back to diligence. Whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. Be persistent make it happen. And we know that God has wired us in ways where once we make something a habit, it does become a lot easier. But are we willing to fight through that and truly make it a habit? But not a habit, again, out of duty, because duty usually is tied to fear. Mm -hmm. No, a a joy that's out of love. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what you just said there, uh, having a Bible that's uh, a hard copy, you know, a piece of paper, uh, I think who was it? I think today Desiring God had an article about this um, pixels versus paper, you know, yeah. like a screen versus the actual Bible, and just uh, even the the fact of how we take in information. Mm-hmm. You can look at it, and there's studies that talk about it. We are so used to looking at a screen and sort of glancing at that information, yes. but not taking it in deeply. And so even the medium in which you're taking in the scriptures can have some impact yeah. on you, you know? And so I think having a, a hard Bible there with you that you can go through and look through together is great. And I just used a word that leads us into something else. I think that's really important is together. Having yes. other people doing it alongside you, whether it be, uh, you know, if you're a, a man or woman having a group of mm-hmm. uh, other men or other women who are jo- doing it alongside you, if you're married to someone who's wanting to do the Bible reading with you, then you guys do it together or ask each other questions. Yes. Um, this year's Bible reading plan is so straightforward. You can, as a family, take the time to read that passage out loud or together and then go through it. I mean, there's a lot of options, but I think together is an important component. That's why I prefer this reading plan over all the other ones we've done. Not that they've been bad, of course. Right. But this is what allows my family at our stage of life Mm -hmm. to all read it individually together. Yeah. So that's something we we really enjoyed. Is yeah. Everybody's we know where everybody's at. It's easy to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I can say, hey, what did you read today? I read Matthew this. I mean, I'm just thrilled that my kids and myself are going through the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And again, that allows discussion. That allows questions. That doesn't mean you're gonna have great discussion and questions every day. Yeah, right. But right. sooner or later. There will be something to discuss. They'll be wonderful. Yeah, I love it because when you get together with other people and you read the Bible, someone will think of a question that you've never thought of. Yeah. Even though you've read the Bible however many times, you've read that passage a bajillion times, whatever, 
they'll ask a question and you know i'm not going to get into much detail but last night we're reading and heather just brought up something from matthew 4 whatever it was mm-hmm. you know and um it was just this question i'm like I've never thought of that. That's a great question, you know? Yeah. And so it just got you thinking. And I love that, that when you do things together, you do get to appreciate different things and learn from one another. And yeah, the Lord does use that, you know, just uh, all of us doing something together. It's a really sweet thing. So I'd throw that in there. Anything else? Just uh, I, I'm, We're getting close to the end of our time, but anything else you'd say, boy, this is something else that I think is really helpful for people. Well, speaking of reading the Bible, we'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. I think there is something about developing a love for the scriptures. I think some people just go in and go, well, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't get something out of it. Oh, God didn't change me after two days. I didn't just <laughs> right. miraculously become a great follower of him. Yeah. And they don't, they don't develop a love for the Lord. They don't mm. develop that hunger or thirst. They don't feed off those desires that we have as new creatures in Christ. They just kind of, oh, that didn't work yeah. or something like that. And it's like, no, this, this is... This is about the long haul. This mm-hmm. isn't just about immediate gratification. And I read the scriptures and voila. This is about developing a love for the Lord and a love yeah. for his people. And I just hope that people, again, not out of shame, not of guilt, not out of duty, but just out of the love for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, would devour the word of God. This mm-hmm. year. Let's face it. We live in a culture that is in so many ways a microwave culture. We yeah. want things done very quickly, very timely, very efficiently. But oftentimes when you stick something in the microwave, it's just not as good. You know, oh, it's uh, soggy. It's gross. Yeah. It, it, aren't microwaves supposedly, you know, help you get cancer, which is terrible. Y- you don't want that. So we don't want that. Yeah. So stick it in the oven. It tastes way better. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, seriously, and in, in you think about it, a lot of good things take time. Yes. And most worthwhile things take time. And so don't go into it thinking that, my goodness, I've been reading for four straight days and I don't feel like I've changed mm-hmm. at all. What mm-hmm. in the world? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, but over time, uh, by the grace of God, um, the people of God are changed by the word of God mm-hmm. through the spirit of God for the glory of God. Wow. That sounded like a guy I know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I just tried to keep going. I don't know. I was just, I was just trying to go as far as I could with it. I, I love when you do that on Sunday mornings. Uh, all right. Anything else as we're, we're closing this thing down, Nate, any other thoughts? Doesn't have to be out discipline or diligence. Anything else you want to share with the masses? Wow. That's a, that's a, well, you know, we haven't heard and I don't want to make the podcast too long, but, Really quickly, how yeah. are things going with your new daughter, yeah, Anandi, Anandi, at the Cobb house? You know, I would say, so we've been home uh, four and a half weeks now, and it is it is so good to uh, have everybody together under the same roof. Uh, the kids are adjusting beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anandi's sleeping, not so beautiful, but uh, she she is sleeping some uh, in, her, in her crib, but, uh, you know, we're being patient with that and mm-hmm. understanding of that. But, you know, you think about it, all that she's gone through, all the changes oh. she's experienced, I can't even fathom it. And so I'm so proud of her and mm-hmm. just grateful that we're a family of five that all get to be together. And so it's been really fun. It's been fun to see uh, my kids and my wife um, just in new new ways, just their, their patience, their compassion, their joy. Uh, just having, you know, anytime you bring uh, a, another uh, person into your family, uh, everyone's roles kind of look different. Everyone's, the attention people get looks different. Everything's different, uh, but it's been so fun. So we're doing really well. I'd say the last week and a half has been really, really good. I'd say the first three weeks was kind of like survival mode, yeah. but now we're getting into like, okay, here's our rhythm. Here's our routine. This is what it's going to look like. So we're feeling pretty good. So thanks for asking. Awesome. No, we're excited for you guys. Yeah. Well, it's a great thing, it, it, but it's it, it's one of those things like, like we're talking about. 
most worthy things are kind of hard. Oh. And adoption is yeah. one of those as well. Parenting requires great diligence it and does. discipline. If you're going to do it well. That's course. right. That's right. So that'll be another topic for another day. Uh, so, yeah, this has been fun. We didn't really uh, know where all this was going to go, but I think it's been helpful. Hopefully it's been helpful for you. So make sure to check out our website, NBCYakima.com. A lot of great information there. You can watch our services online, 9 a.m. Uh, on our website, or you can join us in person. We have services at 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have space available in our worship center as well as Fellowship Hall. Pastor Nate is saying one other thing. I can't read his lips. What might it be? Remember men and women. Ah. Tuesdays beginning January 12th in the morning for women. And then in the evening, I believe 6 p.m. Men and women will be going through that wonderful book. So join us then. That's right. So Ephesians study starts in women, 10 a.m. Zoom and 6 p.m. Men will have it at 6 p.m. in the worship center. Ladies, you'll be over in Fellowship Hall. So with that, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week.